This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The Glossing Detangler and Perfect Conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. It's Thursday, so that means real life daters are coming on to share their real, sometimes shocking, and always unfiltered experiences. Think you're alone out there? Think you're the only one whose ex hooked up with your mom or whose last date ended up being a catfish? Think again. I am anonymous and I am 29 I am recently divorced um, after a five-year marriage, a seven-year relationship, and I am basically newly in the dating scene again after a really long time. So I guess that's kind of what I'm here to talk about. <laughs> yeah. You were with this person for 12 years of your life. Seven, seven years. Se- oh, seven. Okay. You were together for seven years, seven. married for five. Yes. Mm-hmm. So okay. we dated for two married for five, total seven. Got yes. it. Yeah. And now you're entering the dating world, 29, yeah. divorced. Yes. yes. <laughs> Pouring one out for you. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Really appreciate it. <laughs> I We're going to dive into the relationship, the, the divorce, the marriage, all of that. But I, I can't not ask, like, how has dating been when you tell somebody that you're divorced at 29? That's a great question. For the most part, I have not gotten a lot of like 
strongly against like dating someone that's divorced. Um, There is some surprise a lot of the time because I am still pretty young to be like married and divorced. Um, But I actually have a few friends um, that are going through very similar scenarios. So I don't know if we're just in a new era or what, but it, for the most part, I try to be pretty upfront. And if someone has an issue with it, then like we don't even continue to talk because I'm not going to waste my time or yours. But I haven't really had a strong like, I absolutely will not date you because you're divorced, if that makes sense. <laughs> that that gives me hope. I'm proud yeah. of Yeah, <laughs> I'm proud of humanity for for that one. Um, yeah, it, it is interesting that you say like you have friends going through something similar. I do feel like maybe we are in a new era where people would rather go through the really difficult thing, have the hard conversations and end something that they didn't expect to end and be divorced as opposed to spending the rest of their lives in a relationship they're unhappy with. And I think that's beautiful. And I am really excited to hear more about your story and what really led you to make that move because I'm sure it also wasn't easy. No, not at all. Um, I would say like, had I not gone to therapy, I don't know that I ever would have, I I may still be married is like the craziest thing about that whole scenario. Like I um, actually went to therapy thinking there was something wrong with me, like past trauma, because we were having like major intimacy issues. First of all, my therapist started being like, more and more like it seems like there's a connection issue here like you guys are two ships passing the night you keep making these things communicating these things over and over again and he's not receiving them well um at the same time a family member of his came to me and was like I'm worried about his drinking so he's an alcoholic working in the industry as a bartender. So like those two things were not great. So I basically went to him and was like, Hey, I'm noticing these things. It's not just a drinking thing. Like we are not connecting like there. I, it may have stemmed from like the drinking issue, but I think it just has a lot to do with like, we are not on the same schedule. We are not like interacting or even like dating anymore. Like I feel like we're roommates kind of thing and he was like oh I'll quit cold turkey like whatever and kind of just like brushed it off but we actually had a um anniversary trip planned two months from this conversation um for our five-year wedding anniversary and I was kind of like I'm gonna give it until then to see like if things change at all like if he's working through these things um he wasn't drinking in front of me, but nothing else changed as far as like, he didn't try to pursue me like, or take me on dates or like try to connect in different ways. It was very much like he just kind of went even more silent. And then um, when we went on, my therapist was like, honestly, I know it feels weird to go on this vacation, but it might be a good time to like have uninterrupted conversation with each other where like, he can't say he's going to work or you can't say like, you're going to work. Or like actually time together, which is what you've been lacking. Yes, exactly. Like we're going to bed at the same time, waking up at the same time, going to dinners. Like there's nowhere to run essentially. Like we we have this time to like confront the issues, which is sounds weird to do on an anniversary trip to Mexico, but you know, uh, 
the hard conversations are the most important ones to have. Exactly. So anyways, we go on this trip and I kind of like knew it was in my heart of hearts. I think I knew it was already over, but I really was trying to like give every like chance that I could. Um, But we get to the airport and I knew like it wasn't going to be good when the first thing he said was like, I'm going to drink on this trip and then ordered a beer and a shot. and then proceeded to like just drink heavily the whole trip but um day two of us being there so like the second night dinner I like had a very pointed conversation of like where do you see yourself in five years like what are your goals what are your aspirations like where where do you want us to go and when he answered basically I wasn't in the picture It was just like, I want to keep bartending. I actually don't want to open up a restaurant or bar like I told you I did. Um, And like he said, he wanted to focus on one more like small like career thing. But there was no mention of like, I want us to buy a, you know, a bigger house. I want us to have children. I want us to do X, Y, Z. It was very much just like the ambition didn't go very far. And I was like, okay, well, I want to have children, but I don't feel like you're, you're ready for that. And I can't, I I can't see myself being in this relationship that we're in now, five years from now. And like, look back and be like, wow, I wasted 10 years instead of just five. So essentially, we just decided right there on the beach that we were like going to table the conversation until we got home. But then uh, three days later, he was like, you can have the house, you can have the dog just oh out of here, at a swim up bar. Like I was literally at a swim up bar. Imagine <laughs> being the bartender. Yeah. Honestly, me and the bartender are bros. Like he still Facebook <laughs> me sometimes. And Shut like, up. Like, How are you? Like good old oh Louise. Like shout out to him. But, um, yeah, he literally like swims up out of nowhere. And I was like, oh, okay. He was like, I just called my mom. We got home and he like told his whole family without even telling me. So then I was getting texts from people being like, what what happened? I had like no idea. It was just like a whole mess. But essentially that gave me the answer of like, wow, you won't even fight for me at all. You're ready to just cut ties and run instead of like doing even like a minuscule of hard work to work through it. And that kind of was like the closure I needed because I had been mulling this like in therapy and kind of by myself for probably three to four months. And then that just kind of shut the door for me. I was like, okay, this shows me everything that I need to know about the relationship. And it made it easier for me to move on. Obviously, like it was still tough. But anyways, (laughs) that was a whole word vomit. But no, no. Thank you for sharing all of that. It, it's crazy because my first reaction, like hearing that is like, like that he didn't even have it in him to fight for it or just didn't want to, didn't care to. Like, that's so sad, you know, yeah. and that I, I'm curious how you like look back on your relationship knowing that. But at the same time, I do completely understand how that did give you the closure and just the ability to move forward and say like, oh, thank God I'm leaving and didn't just like stay with this person who didn't care enough right yeah that's at at what point did things change obviously I imagine you were feeling really happy in your relationship when you decided to get married and when you got married when did things shift to be this like 
ships passing in the night, not spending time together. How did we get there? That's yeah, that's a good question. I think honestly, um, You guys know that I struggle with confidence. I'm always my biggest critic, and when I notice something about myself that I don't like, I can't stop fixating on it. I'm working on all of this, but it can be hard. A year ago, I noticed that my hair was thinning, and I was finding more and more strands of hair on the floor every time I would walk around my apartment. When I would look down in the shower, I would freak out at what I saw in the drain. That's when I opened up to my best friend, who happens to be a doctor, and she said two things that changed my life. The first was that she knows so many women our age going through the same thing. The second is that she told me to try Nutrafol. And so I did. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. A year later and a month before my wedding, and I cannot believe the number of people who have been complimenting how long, strong, and healthy my hair looks. I never imagined that this would happen. And naturally, as a result, my confidence has transformed. I'm no longer self-conscious when it comes to my hair. And honestly, that is a huge, huge, huge personal win for me. And you guys know I'm hilariously bad at sticking with habits and taking something every day or doing something every day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online with no prescription required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure that you'll never miss a day. You'll see results in three to six months. And trust me, it is worth the wait. You can start so easily by taking their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering the Seeing Other People family $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code Seeing Other People. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code Seeing Other People. That's Nutrafol.com promo code Seeing Other People. Brave the uncomfortable. Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned in therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started Presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a Presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone, Presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from. And if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. Probably like three years into marriage. So like the last two years. And I think the switch kind of flipped um, 
like right before we moved into like the house that we purchased um and right before like covid hit if that makes sense so yeah covid hit and i was furloughed indefinitely he was trying to like do everything he could to make ends meet and we were like young when we got married so i was 23 he was 27 as we got older i started to grow and change and like basically my trajectory kept going up and it's like he stayed in that same like job like it was probably after the third job he lost from drinking on the job that i was kind of like oh, wow. something's wrong here um and it became less of like, oh, he's the fun party guy to be like, oh, like he's still the same guy he was when we met like seven years ago. And all my friends were like, oh, they're young. Like it'll grow, like he'll grow out of it. And like, he kind of did it. And I think he's never done any like work on his, on himself. But I mean, there's parts of me too that I have to blame of like, I just let it kind of be, it got to a point where I was like glad when he was going to work and, you know, glad to be going out with my friends. Like I started doing more things out of the house to just get out of the house because even when we were together, he would be watching like videos on his phone or like not even trying to talk to me or, you know, we weren't even like engaging when we were together. I would say that was probably like, I would say the turning point though was right. Like when COVID happened and like, you know, everything was shut down. And like, it was like, we were forced to be together and do all these projects together. And that felt like great and fun. But then like, once he started going back to work, and doing his own thing again, is kind of when it started the shift, I think he was like, more and more like, I want to have kids, I want to have kids. And I was like, you're not ready to have kids, you're not ready to have kids. You know what I mean? And you know, you're one and two when you're having those conversation, it's not as big of a deal. But when the conversation keeps repeating, like every year, um, is kind of when the trigger sounds of like, hmm, something's off here. And like, we're spending less and less time with each other. So I can't really tell you like what the real, real shift was, though. I think it was just like a gradual over time of we were spending less and less time together yeah. doing our own things. Our schedules were more and more like I moved to a nine to five when I started back work. And before that mm -hmm. I was managing a retail like salon. So like our schedules are a little bit more the same then because I was going in later and getting off later. And then when I moved to my like career now, I have a very set like early seven to four or whatever schedule. Um, and I get like one work from home day where he, he was complete opposite. So it, I think that was also a pretty drastic shift. So that could have been part of part of it. I don't know. It, it's funny. I was just watching the new season of Love is Blind. And do you watch? I love Love is Blind. Yes. Okay. <laughs> You're up to date. Okay. So it was... Lydia and Milton, spoiler, okay, sorry, spoilers for whoever's, I, I'm not up to date, actually. It was Lydia and Milton, and they're out of the pods now, they're back from their vacation, and they were talking about their schedules for the first time, and realizing that Milton works a night shift, and yeah. when he 
leaves for work. That's when Lydia is getting home from work. And when he gets home from work is when Lydia leaves for work. And mm-hmm. it was really interesting to hear that conversation because there was kind of this, oh shit, how are we going to make this work? Yeah. Reaction from her. And I actually, for someone who's he's 24, 25, whatever, he's really young. It's kind of the whole narrative around it. For anyone who doesn't know, he's in his early 20s. She's in, she's 30. Um, I thought he had a really mature reaction of like, we will make it work. Like yeah. it's only a few days at a time. Then we'll have three full days where like we can fully be together and spend that time together. Yeah. And it was just really interesting hearing that conversation because that is a conversation that couples need to have. Yes. Well, and it's like that if you are on differing schedules, I'm not saying through all this, like if you have differing schedules, like it can't work, but you have to be so intentional about the time yeah. you do have together. Exactly. And, you know, at one point we were like, okay, we're going to both like, he, I'm going to take Sundays off. But then it was, you know, every other month he was picking up a Sunday. And then like the things that we were going to do on Sundays together, I would go to church and then he would not go to, you know what I mean? Like he was like, Oh, I'm just so tired. Like I can't. And so Mm -hmm. then it's like, okay, well then what's the point of having this day off together when we're not doing like the things that we said we wanted to do together or like using it as a day of like spending intentional time together. And I mean, I, we can both be at fault for that, but um, yeah, I think that all to say like it can work but the communication has to be there and the intention has to be there. And that's something I've learned, obviously like looking for a new relationship now is like just being very like direct about like the communication that you want and like the lifestyle that you want. Because if you don't want that lifestyle where you aren't spending that much time together during the week and your schedules are differing, then that is a conversation that's very important to have. Like, early on and up front yeah and it's okay to also have those standards of knowing what you want and not I hate the term settling but not settling for anything less than that you know if like if quality time is your love language which quality time is a huge thing in a relationship like you can't have a relationship if there's no bottom baseline of quality time that fulfills both of you like you need to make sure you're on the same page with somebody about that and that Exactly. Like it's intentional time together, not just, you know, you get home from work. Like here's, here's a good example of this. I, two of my best friends from college and I lived together after college in New York city for two years. And we, it it ruined our friendship for a while, us living together because it was like, Oh, well we see each other in the apartment. So we stopped making plans. We stopped actually hanging out as friends Mm -hmm. the way we used to, because we were just like, oh, well, we'll, we'll see each other when we get home from work. We'll see each other in the kitchen and when we're showering, getting ready to go do whatever. But we stopped actually spending time together intentionally. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy to slip into that if you're not both committed to it. Yes, absolutely. And, and that, like what you're saying, it's with any relationship. Like yeah. you have to, you have to like be intentional and pursue like people that you want to spend time with and make them feel like they're a priority. And I think like that was ultimately the detriment to my relationship is just not feeling like a priority, feeling like everything else was priority over me or I guess over one another. He may have felt that way at some points too. Um, You know, I can't like lay it all on one person because I probably let it go on longer than I should have 
I could have said something earlier before I was feeling the way that I was feeling. But, you know, those are lessons learned. And ultimately, I feel like it was the way like it was what was supposed to happen. And like, I, my friends after getting out of the relationship were like, you are back. Like there were, they were like for a long time, like it was kind of like a shell of who you used to be. You're back to like fun you, like college you, but like more mature because obviously I'm not 22 anymore, but basically they're like, your light is back. Like the fun you is back. And I don't think I had realized it as much either until like being out of it, how like how much like it was also just affecting me as an individual. Yeah. And it becomes your new normal. Yeah. Yeah. I have to ask what led you to actually start therapy? And was this the first time you were in therapy? So what led me to start therapy? Yes, it was the first time I'd ever gone to therapy. And it was because we were not like, even like my ex touching me was like, I didn't want him to touch me. And it was freaking me out because I'm like, I know that intimacy and like physical touch is like a big part of like your a relationship. And it was super important to him. And so I've been through some things like in my past, like religious, like trauma from like purity culture. And then like also um, some like dating trauma too, that I won't get into, but um I was thinking like, maybe these things are just coming up now. Like maybe it's like delayed and, or there's just something wrong and I need to go to therapy because there's clearly some things I need to like iron out. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right. All right. I know that everyone has their hands up and I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. 
Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating, and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Do you feel like you're at a crossroads in your love life? Maybe you're in the thick of modern dating or you're wondering if the person you're with is your person. Whatever your situation, I have the perfect podcast for you. It's called Dateable, your insider's look into modern dating, hosted by Julie Krafchick and Yue Shu. They talk about it all, from why you're choosing the wrong partner and how to stop, to how to actually go from matching on the app to getting on a date, to securing your anxious attachment and everything in between. Julie and Yue have been on Seeing Other People, and I've been a guest on their podcast too, so if you're looking for a great starting point, check out my episode of Dateable, season 15, episode 10, Is It Chemistry or Anxiety? Guys, this podcast is incredibly relatable, insightful, and oftentimes hilarious. Wherever you start, Dateable will help you feel inspired to date differently and create a love life that works for you. You can subscribe and listen to episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts every Wednesday and Sunday. So check out Dateable and thank me later. So we did iron through a lot of that trauma, which was super helpful. But um, I mean, and we talked about a lot of things, not just like my relationship. You know, we talked about my childhood and like I lost my dad at a early age and just a lot of things that, you know, have probably like culminated like the relationship that I found myself in and then like the um, relationship I was in. Um, But that was the first time I'd ever been in therapy and I was 27 yeah, 27 when I went to therapy for the first time, which I wish I had gone years before because who's to say like what difference that could have made in like choices prior. But um, yeah, that was ultimately the trigger. So it's kind of funny that I went trying to like resolve things and then came out of it being like, oh, I shouldn't be in this relationship <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Um, Did you ever consider doing couples therapy with him yes so my therapist actually gave me a list and I 
presented it to my ex and I said, I, I feel like I'm doing a lot of work for the both of us. And I would love for you to just look at these and tell me which one like you would feel most comfortable with us going to together because he always was like, I'll go to therapy. I'll do this. I'll do that. But never like followed through with that promise. And, and that sounds like a, a big pattern, like saying, yeah, we'll spend more time together. We'll go to church together, all this, like, but then never actually doing it. Exactly. Like he would say all the right things in the moment. It was, it was definitely a, he, he hates conflict. He always has. And I think he is the person that, he would do anything to get out of the conflict. Like he didn't want to have the hard conversations because it made him so uncomfortable. So he would say things to like get out of the conversation as fast as he could. Um, But anyway, so I presented him with a list and I was like, you have to pick them. You have to call them. You have to set up our appointment. And that never happened. I gave him two weeks. I reminded him again. He was like, oh yeah, like honestly, any of them look good. Just like call them. And I was like, can you tell me one name? And he was like, no, because he'd never actually even looked at the list. So, you know. Um, So that was part of also me realizing, like, mm, he won't even do, like, the bare minimum of literally just reading through a list. And, like, calling one time to make one appointment. So, Yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing with like how it all ended of okay, you can have the house and the right. house. Like like I'm not gonna put any effort into to working on this. I'm just gonna it, die. It yeah. yeah, it was such a bizarre like ending too. He's like, We can still be best friends, we can still go on vacations together. And I was like, I don't think what? you understand how divorce works. Like we, yeah. we're not gonna be best friends and we're <laughs> definitely not gonna travel together. <laughs> Like, what does he think you're gonna like spend more time that now that you're divorced? Have you been in contact or how has no. it actually played out? No, uh, so like when we got back from that trip, um, he basically like dropped his bags and like left and was gone till 6 a.m. Um, came back and Basically, he moved out a month after we decided to separate. And I barely, I barely saw him. I mean, I was talking to him, communicating to him more through text than like in person, because that's how little I was seeing him, like even less. And then once he moved out, it was just me being like, hey, meet me here to notarize this thing or like, hey, I'm gonna like, you know, you owe this for like your phone bill, like here's how to get off my phone plan. <laughs> like it was just very much like that, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, uh, we like barely speak. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? That's probably for the best. Absolutely. It yeah. is definitely for the best, I think. Um, but I think it also helped me realize like, how quickly someone can go from like someone you know so well or you think you know so well to being like a complete stranger that sure I would recognize them on the street I would probably say hello if if I saw him in passing but like I wouldn't I couldn't tell you like what he's doing or any of those things 
I actually I'm so glad you said that because I think that's one of the weirdest things in life that we experience when we go through a a breakup whether it be a friendship breakup or a divorce or relationship breakup any type of breakup is you know somebody so well and for so long you've had this positive vision of them and you think you know everything about them and then whether it ends amicably or it ends terribly suddenly they are a completely different person yeah and nothing prepares you for that Mm-mm. because you you think like oh well like if we broke up like yeah it'd be hard but they're never going to be like cruel to me mm-hmm. and then they can go do and say things that you never in a million years would have thought they were capable of right it, it's such a weird thing to experience and I I think that's the hardest part of a breakup is oh yeah that acceptance of this person is never ever going to be that person again yeah like in in that like part of my life I will like I it's a memory and like there are lots of good memories for sure but it literally feels like a different book like yeah and I also am not the same person either I'm sure like he probably looks back in or sees, you know, things I post because we still follow each other on Instagram or whatever. But, and it's like, I don't recognize that person either. You know, it's like, I don't know what she's doing, who she's talking to. Yeah. And sometimes we also just don't even recognize ourselves from, like you said, like you were a shell of yourself or like your friend said, and then you're out of it and suddenly you feel so different in a really good way. Exactly. Yeah. When did the divorce happen? And when did you start dating again? So we separated, like we decided to separate in end of October, but he moved out end of November of 2022. Okay. So he moved out end of November um, we were separated then. Our divorce wasn't final until July 5th. Okay. Of this year, 2020. It takes time. It takes, yeah. yeah. You have to, there's a 60 day wait period, even once you file before you can even get like a final divorce hearing. Mm-hmm. And I did all of the paperwork myself. So it took a little <laughs> Of course you did. <laughs> of course I did. You know? I predicted that one. <laughs> uh yes so that took honestly like once we he moved out and like we separated I waited until January to do any like paperwork and stuff I just needed like a break from the mess for a little bit but um I started I got on hinge in February so I wasn't technically divorced yet which I was open about that but um, I had filed or like first week of March. So it was done. Like we knew it was done. But um, so I started dating in February. What was it like? Like, what were you doing? Where were you when you decided like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to download an app. I think it was after a Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so also Kelsey Ballerini released her rolling up the welcome mat literally while all this is going on i i couldn't be happier for you that is a gift oh my god that is a gift from our queen 
Like it literally. So my friend and I for Valentine's Day, because she knew it was my first Valentine's Day, like out of the relationship, we went, I went over to her house. We had like pasta or something very carby and wine. And she released her shorts of rolling up the welcome mat and we watched it. And me and my friend are looking at each other like dying because so much of it was so similar. Like things she was saying in the songs like it was just funny but anyways I, I think- have chills for you right now <laughs> like, yeah, like I hope you know music is such a big part of my life and to have that happen and to be able to like live your experience through someone else and it also it's just like oh my god someone else gets it and I'm yeah. not the only person to go through this or to feel this way it's the best yeah the best. It, it was so crazy and like we're the same age like it it's just like wild yeah um, so I think that night I was like, I think I'm going to get on Hinge. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm obsessed with that. <laughs> I'm so glad I asked. <laughs> uh, yeah. And honestly, truthfully, before that, I had like met up with like a old college, like boyfriend, like once, like I'd went out with him and we'd had a little like, you know, make out, but like it was nothing serious. Um, and then... But yeah, so I matched with a guy, dated him for a couple months. It just was like, we ended it like, you know, mutually. It just like, wasn't it. But like, he was a nice, nice enough man. And so uh, then I kind of like was off of him for a little bit. I just recently like got back on again. I've been in this weird like three month situationship on and off with a dude but it's very strange. It's all very strange. Dating now is so different. I I don't understand it in a lot of ways. And part me either, of, honestly. Yeah, like part of me is like, I don't want to be on the apps. I just want to meet someone like, you know, organically. But then like you go out and you're like, I'm not in a environment where I want to talk to any of these people that are in my environment necessarily or Mm. that just doesn't work and then you get back on the apps and you're it could be like great or it's sometimes terrible and yeah so it it's like an up and down of like self-esteem battling of like I'm not getting like no one's swiping on like why am I not getting matches or like I'm getting matches but no one's talking or it's just very bizarre all of it's very bizarre (laughs) What are you looking for right now? Yeah. I think I like I'm genuinely looking for a long-term relationship. I I know myself. I tried like even now like I've tried like going on multiple dates with multiple men, like talking, I can't do it. Like I it's not in my DNA. I am a monogamous creature. Like I am monogamy till the day I die. And while I'm not like latching on to the next person I meet obviously I don't want to just like date to date like I really truly want to like date to like find my person because I do want to have children and I do want to like build a like family and I'm not old by any means but you know I don't want to be like I don't want to lose the window of being able to have biological children so like there is kind of a clock on it Yeah, I think it's really great that you tried dating different people at the same time and learned 
this yeah. doesn't work for me. I think that's the best thing you can do for yourself right now is to try different things and figure out what are your own guidelines and boundaries and rules for yourself, like what works for you. And I'm so glad to hear that you're experimenting and learning and then sticking to that and saying like, nope, that's not me. But you tried it. I think that's like truly the best possible thing you could do for yourself. Yeah. And I mean, I did learn, like I learned a lot from that and it was fun. Like, don't get me wrong. Parts of it were fun, but a lot of it was just like very, like very challenging for me. Um, And yeah, I don't knock any person who's like dating multiple people at the same time or doing whatever. It's just, yeah, not in my DNA. (laughs) Yeah. What would you say to somebody who is in a relationship or marriage where they feel stuck or they feel like maybe something's not working or this isn't what I wanted it to be? Mm. I would say definitely um, talk to your partner, even if it's uncomfortable, like talk to them because we make up answers in our heads, but unless we actually like ask the question, then we never get the true answer. So that could clear up a lot for someone, first of all. But second of all, doing hard things is hard in the moment, but the other side of them is so rewarding. So whether that's like leaving a relationship, whether that's deciding you're going to go to couples therapy, maybe that's even just having a really uncomfortable conversation. It's going to feel hard in the moment, but it's so much better to do something to change your circumstance than to continue to be stuck where you are and unhappy because like no one deserves to be unhappy. And I wish someone would have told me that like, and said, you're unhappy, whatever it is, like you don't have to stay stuck in the unhappiness. Yeah. And I think there's so much power in admitting to yourself, like, Hey, I'm unhappy. Yeah. Like ask yourself, like, are you happy? Cause I think so many times we we gravitate towards, oh, I should pretend to be happy or, oh, well, this is like what I wanted and, and the situation I tried to get myself into, so I should be happy, so I'm happy, but yeah. you're not. And we all deserve happiness. Like no matter who you are, you deserve happiness and you deserve to feel comfortable and safe and like you're in relationship that you want to be in and so I think again it's amazing that you were able to recognize hey like I'm not happy and Mm -hmm. you were able to do something about it yeah I would say also just trust your gut like our gut is like the most like powerful thing we have and like the more we ignore it like the worse things get so even if it's like a little like tinge of something like trust what your your body is telling you trust what your gut is telling you because nine times out of ten it's for a reason yeah yeah is there anything that I didn't ask you about that you were hoping to share um I don't I don't know I don't think so (laughs) I mean other than like you know people are like ghosting like crazy out here (laughs) but I I've been saying this for years and it pains me that I'm still saying this like it is crazy that I still have to make content encouraging people to not ghost and I said that in 2022 in 2021 in 2020 like I it it's so frustrating it is 
And then like, what's even more frustrating is you think you got ghosted and then you're like, okay, I'm not talking to this person anymore. And then they text you like the next week, like, Hey stranger, like nothing happened. And then then they, and then they repeat the cycle. That's what it's a perpetual. Am I getting ghosted or not? Or is this person happening to me right now? (laughs) Oh my God. Oh, I'm so sorry. Welcome to dating. It's (laughs) Um, crazy. It's crazy, but yeah. Well, I have to ask, what is the best piece of dating advice that you have ever received? Oh, dating advice? Yeah. I think the best dating advice I have received is just like, just go on the date. Like, don't overthink it. Just go on the date. It doesn't, a first date doesn't have to mean that you're marrying this person. Just try it. And if it's terrible, that's okay. Go on the date. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Go on the next date with the next person. Yeah. I love it. I love yeah. it. Thank you so much for being here and for sharing your story. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like there's so much that so many people can relate to and need to hear. And also guys listening, like if you have a friend who you think might be in a relationship that they feel stuck in, please, 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 please send this episode to them because we want our friends to be happy. And like I said, like they deserve happiness. We all do. Every single person listening to this, you deserve happiness. And so if there's something, even if it's a friendship, like any relationship in your life where you feel like your the communication isn't what it, you need, where it needs to be, the time you're spending together isn't where it needs to be or what it needs to be, like there's things you can do about it, whether it's communicate, therapy, break it off. Like there's always there's always a way out, and and none of us should feel stuck. We've worked too hard in our lives, and we've navigated dating to not feel stuck. So just know that there's always a light at the end of the tunnel and, and things that you can do about it. Yeah. yeah. All right, you guys, thank you so much. And if you have something you want to share on Unfiltered, email me, seeing other people podcast at gmail.com and I'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks for listening, daters. I hope today's episode made you feel just a little bit less alone out there, no matter what your status might be. Give your finger a break from swiping and hit that follow and review button instead. And if you have any burning questions or want to share your own unfiltered dating stories, reach out to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, keep on seeing other people. Mads, I am obsessed with our brand pillars. You mean vagina sweat, good branding, and being Jewish blooded queens, Scout? Uh, sure, but not quite. I love that OKSIS podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only, who take care of their mental health, and who are standing in their personal power as entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah. That too, Scout. That too. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello, everyone. I am Mads. And I am Scout. And we are sisters IRL. Join us on OKSIS Podcast every Monday for some sisterly banter, nourishing mental health, a whole lot of silliness, and inspiring interviews from the raddest female guests in the game. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood!